You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Visit PencilandPaperProductions.Podbean.com to find more great podcasts. Welcome to the Palace of Megapixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White. With me, as always, is my co-host, Lacey Finley. Happy Monday. How are you doing? I'm all right. Good. Living the dream. Trying to keep on going on, man. Understood. understood. I've turned it into an old lady. My <laughs> hip has been hurting for like a month straight. And I guess I'm going to have to cave and finally get it looked at or something because it's... <laughs> I just, mm-hmm. I can't, I can't sit for too long, can't stand for too long. I'm like, I could just pretty much lay on the floor and hope it all comes to an end very soon. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, other than that, all right, how are you? <laughs> good, good, good. So I wanted to share some things before we get too deep in. Uh, I oh. guess a little progress on some, some things. Uh, first of all, mm-hmm. I finally got a call about the internet. What? So I could have good internet soon. Yes. Maybe. Maybe. When? I don't know when. Oh, well, well they've been telling okay, me that for a because, while. Because yeah, and that's that's what kind of because when I heard the the call, I was like, cool, it's about to happen. And there was just like, all right, so what we got to do is we got to come make sure that it's hooked up outside, and then when we make sure that it's hooked up outside, then we will send that order to another person, and then they will call you for an installation inside. And I'm going, okay, when 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 could that okay. be? Yeah, like and it's just like, well, it you know, it depends. I mean, I got some kind of possibility of six to eight weeks and I was like, Are you, What? Right. That's like two more months. I know. Come on. <laughs> come on. Like, All right, well, come on. Come so on. hopefully soon. Maybe oh, maybe things will so will shift, but that's that. Um secondly been working on the the animated series mm-hmm. and um I'm putting in a little extra work for a joke yeah. and I really really hope that it will be funny uh I'm going to be amused by it I feel sometimes that's <laughs> all really that matters that, <laughs> yeah and I and I really hope other people will be amused by it just the same but I had to for, for this joke to work I had to kind of rethink it in a way Mm-hmm. Um, in the sense that I don't need to match the designs of everything in the background to what it was. I just have to kind of invoke what it is. Yeah, give the give the hint so out without giving it, it away. Mm-hmm. Right. So I was sitting there, and at first I was trying to map it out identical, and I was like, no, no, this it's a completely different format, yeah. completely different design. Invoke the idea. So I've been working on these backdrops, uh, these animation frames and things like that. I haven't seen it in motion yet, but I've kind of done like a very uh, crude 
jump back and forth between frames as fast as I could just to see mm-hmm. how it would look. And it looks really good. So I'm excited to see it yeah. in full motion. I can't wait. And, and I can't wait for everybody else to see it. Yeah, I can't but wait. Yeah, that's that's great. where I'm at. Uh, so what you been playing? Well, let's see. What have I been playing this week? Oh, I did uh, play and finish Simulacra 2. Uh, finally got past that part where I wasn't sure if it was bugged or I hit something during a save file. I don't know. Maybe I didn't even tell you about that. I can't remember. We were playing Simulacra and we had come to a point where we were just stuck. Obviously, I was streaming it and like mm-hmm. we're clicking on all the things because I don't know if, you, if you're not familiar with Simulacra. It's like a lost phone type game, but it has this is the fourth in its series so it's always like you're on whoever's phone. So it's set up perfectly for mobile, which it is on mobile, but on PC, it's going to look the same way. And so as you're clicking through this person's phone, they have a Chimera account, which is Instagram, or a Jabber account, which is Twitter, and their own email and all this kind of stuff. And there was some sort of information we were supposed to be finding to be able to proceed with a conversation. And no matter what we were clicking on, we couldn't find it. Because you were in this one, you're working with the police as a uh, journalist to try to solve this woman's murder. That's whose phone that you have or how she died of mysterious Mm -hmm. circumstances. So when you click on something, if it has a clue in it, a little thing will icon will pop up in the bottom right to scan that page. So it goes into your database for you to be able to reconstruct and use later. And nothing was popping up to scan. It was really annoying me. And we even went to look for a walkthrough. And in the walkthrough, it triggered doing the same things we were doing. But I had chosen different dialogue. So since there's different Mm -hmm. endings, I'm thinking just the dialogue that I had chosen lent itself to finding that information a different way and we just couldn't figure it out so we had to just like put it to bed that day because i was so over it but we got past it and we've beaten it and saw two of the endings um i never get the good ending on a first run i don't know what it is that i do but it's never good never so (laughs) sorry to all of those involved in the game, I got pretty much everyone killed. But <laughs> it was fun nonetheless. <laughs> and so that just means there's That's more good. for That's me good. to go That's play, good. you know. Um, and then uh, for some reason started playing Cook, Serve, Delicious 2 again out of nowhere. Which just like kind of a typing restaurant game where you could make everything with just like keyboards. Probably really good for like schools and junk to learn how to type, but I don't know why I got on that sure. game again. And then of course I started Evergate yesterday and it's nice. Uh, I think I got through two levels. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. People were totally complimenting the score a ton too, the music and all of that kind of stuff. And it's it's interesting the stuff that they've implemented since I've played last because um, I haven't really touched it um, outside of the few demos and things like that. And yeah, there's like a level up kind of system now too where you can get oh, nice. uh, power-ups for certain levels after you collect a certain amount of um, – there's a bunch of different stuff to collect now or shoot or platforms or whatever. Um, and it's it's really cool to see how it's kind of just turned into this game since we've seen it last two years mm-hmm. ago. Um, and they've done a nice job on it so far. I'm really happy. I haven't gotten too terribly far with it. And obviously I'm not like speed running it. So I haven't mastered any particular level or anything yet, but 
figuring right. it out enough to actually just get through it and collect the gems and stuff um, has been good enough. And they actually have a counter on the side, too, for like a speed run. Like if you wanted to do it within, Ooh. I guess, what they have decided would be one of the fastest times and then you could beat it because this game would lend itself to that sort of thing quite easily. And we've already seen it to be the truth. So, um, sure. Yeah. So, and that's that's it. So GG Evergate so far. I'm very happy. I know it's still um, early mm-hmm. access and you and you peasants can't get a hold of it until the 15th. <laughs> 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 I like to pretend I'm special or something like that. But anyway, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's it's gorgeous. It's exactly what I wanted it to be and more. So good job. I'm having fun with it. What have you been playing? Well, I need to get around to Evergate. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, I just I haven't had the time or the effort. And then when I do have the time, uh, Monster Hunter still. And mm. I've made some progress in... Uh, the, the main monster in this one, or I guess what is supposedly, because if you remember in the marketing for Monster Hunter World, there was the Nergagante, the big spiky mm-hmm. horned, you know, monster that was like the face of the game. So it was like, oh, that's your big monster. But then if you play the game, you realize there's a much bigger monster, a much yeah. bigger threat that's going to be. So I'm assuming this is going to lend itself in the same way. Because there's the Valkana, which is this big ice elder dragon. So it's terrorizing everybody. It seems to be the threat. We did this big fight, which was really interesting. Because from what, from what I remember, this was really the first time in the game where everybody helped you. You know, oh. like the you see all these other hunters and all these other people who are like, yeah, we, we've got to do something. It's like, what is this wee shit? It's me. I'm Kinda the one like doing everything. Boss, you guys huh? just sit back. Yeah. But in this one, the Valkana actually came to attack the area in which we were sitting, or we were kind of camped out in. Mm-hmm. So everybody shooting cannons, throwing stuff. So it's like one big fight. And then, of course, obviously, you have to do the bulk of the work. But it felt good knowing that everybody else was helping, too. Yeah. So... I did that, repelled it off, and then you actually have to go find it alone <laughs> and hunt it. Oh wow! It. Okay. And then, of course, that was a that was a fun fight. Uh, to if you want to consider fun to be just uh, frustrating, but I got it. I did it. Nice. We got it taken care of, and so now all of a sudden, well, there's this other thing happening now. So we're gonna go investigate all this other stuff going on. So I've come into contact. I haven't gone past this, but your next thing was to do an expedition to kind of search around for all the huh, the, the new things. And then I'm seeing tougher versions of the other monsters oh, man. like the Nergagante. Yeah. So I found like some of his spikes and I'm like, okay, this is this is fantastic. I, I definitely wanted to fight a tougher version of that oh, yeah. thing. Yeah. So woo. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm I'm still trying to, to power through that, but uh, I'm still having fun. I actually <laughs> looked at my play hours for this game. I think this is the one game I've played the most oh, in yeah? my lifetime. I could be wrong. I could be wrong because I've never actually seen time played on every single game that I've played, but this keeps track of it, and I'm well over 300 hours and did not realize. <laughs> it goes fast, <laughs> man. It does. So I was like, wow, okay. 
So I almost want to play in offline mode these days, just so I'm not faced with how many hours I'm actually putting into some of these games. Mm. Yeah, it's it. It was a uh, jarring when I looked at it. I was like, holy! Sh-. Because I I I'm pretty sure I remember when I picked it back up. It was over. It was well over a hundred, and I was oh, like, wow. "Yeah, that sounds about right." Mm-hmm. And then now I'm looking at it, it's three, and I'm like, "Jesus!" <laughs> so it's right. a full time job. I'm having fun. I'm having fun. <laughs> yep. So I mean, I guess that's what matters. I'm having fun with it. Exactly. All right. Well, let's catch up on some news for the week, then, shall we? All righty. Uh, we have a bit of news. Um, of course, the the biggest bit of news that's happened this week, which most of us are probably aware of, is Dan Hauser, the co-founder of Rockstar Games, is uh, stepping down as co-founder of Rockstar, uh, which was quite mm-hmm. a shock, I think, to most people, especially since he did it very quietly, it would appear, just kind of on yeah. uh, the end of a report for the for the year or something and then at the bottom it just kind of said and dan hauser's last day will be in march um so if you're not familiar dan Mm -hmm. hauser along with his brother sam founded rockstar back in 1998 both were executives at bmg which was acquired by take two in december of 98 so they're the ones essentially that started rockstar games and he has announced that his last day will be with the company on March 11th, 2020. Um, and it appears that Dan actually had been on a break since about 2019, around the time of Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, so I'm not sure how involved he's been during this the course of time from its release to, to now. Um, but as VP mm-hmm. and creative at Rockstar, his contributions to the company, I mean, he was like one of the lead writers for a lot of the games too, as I I was looking through it. So um, he did a lot of the uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, uh, the GTA games, two through five is one of the main writers on there, uh, Bully. So um, yeah, it'll be just kind of interesting to see uh, what's going to happen here. That's about all the news that we've got. Uh, There's no, we don't know why, unless he might just be retiring he's done his thing um his his brother sam though is continuing on with the company so it won't be this complete uh restructuring or however they're going to do it from the top back down but um Mm -hmm. yeah so that that's all i could really find right now it doesn't sound like there's any bad blood or anything like that we don't know why but uh march 11th 2020 he'll officially be stepping down as uh one of the ceos over at rockstar I mean, it's kind of what you were just saying. You know, you look at all the work he's kind of put in. Maybe he's just, it's too much. You know, he just, he needs a break. And I'm wondering, I wouldn't yeah. fault him for it. Yeah. Because I didn't realize he had written a lot of that stuff, but now that I'm thinking about it. I didn't realize either until I started looking into this story, just like how much co-writing or head writing he actually had done for a lot of the games over the last several years. Yeah, I mean, the more I think on it, like credits and things like that, I remember seeing his name on a lot of those games, and wow, yeah, I mean, yeah. he did an admirable job. I mean, a lot of those games have a great narrative Fantastic. to them. Uh, I I can't sit there and say that any of those games have a bad narrative per se. I mean, they're all fun for that for that reason, you know. Very adept, so, especially if you're looking at like GTA Five and Red Dead and the large, vast world. Oh yeah. And, oh my God, all of like the side mm-hmm. quests and stuff that you find, especially in Red Dead. Just because I've played that the most recent, so that's in my head. But wow, like it's a lot mm-hmm. of content in there. 
Um, sure. But so, it sounds yeah, like a lot of the passionate people take... will still be there. So I don't think we should fear that. I mean, I'm not worried. No. Anything's going to no, happen no. with Rockstar. I just, but... dude needs a break. So I, I, I can relate. Hopefully that's all it is, you know. Um, yeah. But uh, an official statement from Rockstar is that they are extremely grateful for his contributions and they've built some uh, the most critically acclaimed and commercially successful game worlds, a global community of passionate fans and an incredibly talented team, which remains focused on current and future projects. So at this time, I don't think there's any reason to freak out. Sounds like maybe he just, yeah, needs to step away for a bit. We don't know what he's going to do in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. But the... Let's see. The second bit of news. Maybe we have a competitor to Stadia now. What? (laughs) All right. So it seems like quite a few companies have been trying to crack the streaming your games video trope or your video games trope. And Google, Sony, and Microsoft already offer something similar. But now NVIDIA is ready to showcase its service to the world. Um, This has been in beta, apparently. I know. As soon as I started reading this, I was like, oof, <laughs> here we go again. Uh, it's still in beta, and it has been apparently for a few years now, and I even had one false start a while ago, uh, which just sprinkled mm-hmm. in for good measure, I guess. But NVIDIA has a <laughs> slightly different approach. For $5 a month, NVIDIA says you can take your existing library with you, and it supports Steam, Epic Games Store, Battle.net, and Uplay, and each one is run through a cloud, as you would imagine, since we're trying to stream it. Mm-hmm. So, so Stadia, without having to only play games that are offered on its service, right now it looks to be compatible with Windows, MacBook, and some TV support, some Android phones. Um, right now, it doesn't look like there's any word on when, if iPhone or iPad will be supported. Uh, but Chromebooks are in the works and hopefully available by the end of quarter one. Woo. All right, look. Yeah. So, NVIDIA. Mm-hmm. Who talks about NVIDIA? Okay, I know what it is. But when you have brands like Sony, Microsoft, mm. Google, they are brands that encompass so much. And then you have nvidia who is going to say that nvidia that nvidia streaming man i'm (laughs) gonna get that well that's why they're advertising it nobody well pc gamers know nvidia nobody because a lot of us probably have their graphics cards in our system of some sort Mm. uh, depending on what brand that you buy but yeah i don't know that i would have thought hey the guy who makes my graphics card is also wanting to make a streaming service for me but yeah. It, Nonetheless, brand. <laughs> we do have it. That's all I'm going to say. Brand. There is some caveats, though. Well, brand. I think it would work, though. Yeah. I think most gamers are familiar with the NVIDIA brand, at least, which is the people you would be marketing okay. towards anyway. Because even if you're a console gamer, you're aware of, like, PC gaming and probably have heard of NVIDIA and probably has powered something. Who knows? They're probably going to be putting your consoles here very soon, too. I mean, AMD is making all the chips and stuff for them and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's their in. Get their video card. Perhaps. The service comes installed. <laughs> like how Windows always but, I mean, they solitaire at you. But they would really have to market toward their target market, which would be PC gamers. You can't. Yeah. I don't see a casual gamer who has a, a Xbox or a PlayStation who knows nothing about PCs. I mean, granted, I'm not specifically a PC gamer, but 
this is this is our our world you know this is what mm-hmm. we talk about so i'm aware of it yeah but i really feel like it would be a niche marketing target audience yeah so to speak that's just my opinion i could be absolutely wrong they could blow I mean, it this, out of the water but i just don't doubt. i just don't depends it. on the cloud and the the internet and i i think that's still always going to be the hang up until the infrastructure globally is you know raised to go along with all of this new technology that these companies are wanting to push out because it all sounds fantastic in theory but when there's like mm-hmm. this large portion of the world that can't get faster than even 16 megabit per second internet uh, that that's still going to be the one thing I harp on this whole time when we keep coming up with streaming things is you've got to figure out how to crack that that egg. True. And you can't do anything about it. Uh, but there is some caveats with this. Um, again, we, like we just talked about, you got to have good internet um, and also live within a certain radius of where the NVIDIA servers are. So right now, NVIDIA has nine servers in North America and six in Europe and can reach about 80% of broadband homes. It's also claiming with these parameters met that it can send it within 20 milliseconds and achieving 10 milliseconds round trip latency with certain partners globally. But either way, it seems you will need at least 15 megabit per second connection, like we were just stating, or better. And if you want 1080p, more like 30 megabits per second and 50 mm-hmm. is what nvidia recommends for overall experience which i i i know i get that those speeds are better but do you most people i know yeah. don't it's a tall ask um yeah there's no 4k options as of yet um all in all it seems like the games would be downloaded or whether or not they you get first party games somewhere down the line is not something that that we've been able to find out so it seems like you just can take your library with you um, so if you pay $5 a month for the Founders Plan, you can get priority access and can play for six hours at a time. This I found interesting here. So it was talking about an hour of playtime for free, and then you got sat on a wait list. I'm wondering if this has to do with the fact of being within a radius of that as well, because like maybe servers just can't handle that for that long period of time with as many people. So apparently sure. as you're playing, NVIDIA will alert you when your time is coming up so you can kind of get your gaming affairs in order, save your game, do whatever you got to do because it's about to get shut down on you. Um, and I should also mention $5 asking price isn't the final price. It's more geared towards founders. So if this is something that you've been involved in already, it sounds like that's something that is uh, a thank you to you for helping them accomplish this task. Uh, the final price once fully launched, yet to be determined. Um, it was reported that the capacity of GE Force Now, which I think I didn't even mention is the name of their service, GE Force Now, um, it should be able to handle 600,000 players, but doesn't want to bog it down. So it's cutting off access at $60 for a year plus three months once it hits a certain capacity of players. So it sounds like they want to try to keep it competitive, but enough so that not so many people swarm in on the opportunity at once so it doesn't poop the bed. Like Google. But, yeah, like Google. Uh, But you can sign up now and try for the free tier for an hour and see what you think. GE Force Now. I mean, that's the Mm -hmm. least they could do. GE Force Now does kind of have a nice ring to it. Because the NVIDIA GE Force Force is kind of their thing, yeah. Hmm. So, we'll see. Okay. But I'm still, sure I we'll feel this is a year. It's gone. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure this is this definitely seems like a PC market thing. 
Just saying. I still think with the way everything's going, we're going to see a lot more crossover with that in the coming years anyway, because I'm telling you, mm. these new consoles are just little PCs. Well, it's, like, it's very much like the the streaming market for videos like Netflix, Disney+, Plus, Hulu, and all oh, that yeah. stuff. I, I would assume at some point, because obviously this year, come springtime, we're going to get HBO Max. We're going to have all these platforms coming out, but sooner or later... We're going to watch them collapse in on themselves and we're going to see them kind of merge. Something to like, I've got this, this gut feeling that Disney and Hulu, like Disney Plus and Hulu, at some point, they're going to merge. Now, granted, I know that they oh, yeah. want to keep their, like anything R rated outside of Disney Plus. And that's, mm-hmm. and that's fair. That way you have family friendly and then you have Hulu. But yeah. at some point, I can see them merging into one app so you have your hulu side and then you have your family friendly disney plus side and then they will all be considered one thing and and with hbo doing they own a majority share they don't own everything but they i think it's like 60 percent and at some point they will own it all i think like it's a few years down the line Whoever the other shareholders are, they're going to be like, all right, now we're taking those. Like, that's part of the deal. So they're going to lose their shares at some point. So they're going to own them. Um, But HBO Max, I mean, once you have that in place, HBO Now, HBO Go, all that stuff, it's going to be, there's no point in it. No point. There's no point in having it because, yeah, yeah, because you're, you're offering not only HBO content on this app, but now you're offering even more. So it's HBO and more. Mm-hmm. So why bother having HBO now, HBO Go? I'll just go get HBO Max because that's where every, I can get everything. It's true. One one shop for the whole thing, yeah. Yeah, it makes no sense. So, I mean, I've like I literally pay for HBO through Hulu, mm-hmm. but the idea of HBO Max makes more sense. I'm getting all that yeah. content and more. So why yeah. am I going to pay the same amount for that? When I can just go over here and get that. See? And I'm sure that's what they're wanting you to do. Because they, I'm sure yeah. they want to be able to shut down the other services and just be able to focus on the one. So they're, if they keep the price point the same, why wouldn't mm-hmm. you just go over to the new exactly. thing, discard the other ones, and then slowly start to up the price on you? And and to even argue in favor of the, the Hulu-Disney Plus merger, one of the greatest things about having HBO on Hulu is because it's there i'm not paying yeah. for hbo go or whatever the other service is so that's a separate app and i have to go there yeah. i'm already on hulu so they're showing me hulu stuff and the hbo stuff that i have too so it's all there yeah so i i, I don't subscribe have to, go... to showtime through hulu so it's the same thing yeah yeah it's 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 already accessible so to me as a consumer i like that I, yeah. I don't have to. Well, you to can favor all your app. shows in one spot. Exactly. I, I don't yeah. have to go to another app. And that's, and it, it when when people talk about that, that frustration, it, it's real because you don't want to have to, all right, well, there's nothing on Hulu. Let's go to Netflix. Well, there's nothing on Netflix. Let's go to Amazon Prime. Uh, so you're bouncing mm-hmm. from app to app trying to find something. But when it's all condensed, it's just there. Yeah. You know, and it's nice. And, and it's like one of the overall, things I do like. Is it a big like, deal? No. No, it's first world problem, but it's habits. The convenience. You know? yeah. yeah. 
And and that's and that's I guess where I'm looking at this. It's yet another streaming platform. Mm-hmm. And what would it take for this to become one with another streaming platform? That way it just kind of collapses in. I don't know who else. Granted, I say this is a PC market type of idea, right. but is there another streaming platform for PC right now outside I mean, of Google Stadia? Right. Um, probably. I don't know, but I don't seek out those because... To me, I'd still rather just have the game on the PC. I, I haven't I haven't had a need yet where I needed to take it on the go or anything. So sure. I wasn't the market for it. Yeah, no, but and I'm not I'm not either, but who knows what they've got planned where it seems like everyone's trying to push us this direction if in fact that's just gonna be how the future of it all holds, which I wouldn't appreciate because I'd rather I still want to just own my games. I don't know. Like, yeah. I I'm with you. Renting is fine maybe once in a while or whatever, but if I'm spending that kind of money, I want to own the game outright regardless of whether the platform goes down or not. Like I could still download it at least and have it on my PC. And I think that's definitely a concern when it comes to digital downloads. Like everything that I've purchased on PlayStation, no matter what, I should be able to access those at any point in time. Mm -hmm. You know, if they went belly up tomorrow... I bought those games. You should give me access to those games that I purchased. Not the not the right. plus games or something part of that service. I understand that. That's more like a, a rental agreement long term. Mm-hmm. But anything that I play, placed solid money down for to purchase, that should be my game forever. Yep. I agree. Period. Okay. 100%. Moving on. Sorry. Uh, we, we got no, off no on worries. a tangent. <laughs> uh, we uh, that's what we do best. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but that's it for the news that I had this week. But I do have quite a few quickets because there was a lot going right. on, but nothing that really felt like to go into great detail. Um, one of the ones that I found quite interesting is Kentucky bans Fortnite from being an esport in schools. Good old Kentucky. So we're aware oh, that some um, high schools and even colleges have esports tournaments on campuses, but Kentucky mm-hmm. decided to outright ban it. Uh, the High School Athletics Association placed a ban on Fortnite for being an esport in high school and colleges um, after a partnership between Epic and PlayVS, which is a school organization for that, um, because of its portrayals of guns and your ability to shoot each other, even if it comes with an ESRB rating of 12 and it's silly and cartoony and less realistic. Uh, they decided no. And this is, of course, about a month and a half after, you know, we've already been blamed for the violence in the world now <laughs> so you said kentucky mm-hmm. kentucky the state mm-hmm. banning something involving guns kentucky yeah did anyone see the irony here uh, well i mean it's the the games that are teaching them you realize so if we eliminate the games ah Yes. Then they'll yes. never learn how to be okay. violent and ergo Good they'll point. be pillars of society going forward. Right. Right. <laughs> well, to be fair though, it is just like as an esport. So, you know, I will say but, you know. I will say in all fairness, I would agree with the high school portion, college, sure. not so much. Right. Uh, because that's that's not the same. College and high school, that's completely different. You know, 
So college, I don't, I don't agree with high school. Yeah, they need to focus on their schoolwork. It's just yeah. my opinion. I actually didn't really know esports was a high school thing until I was reading I didn't either. this. I thought it was just still only at the college level where we started to see scholarships and things like that going out for teams. I mean, if they're going to do esports in high school, make it educational games. Make them play Oregon Trail. Mm-hmm. Make them play Number Munchers, man. Make them learn. Or even the one I just talked about. Cook, serve, delicious. I actually had read uh, the developer posted a nice heartwarming note from a teacher who said, because the the way the game is kind of set up is like, you'll get the orders, but there's a, a letter attached to it. Mm-hmm. So the real, you can use po- your mouse if you want to, but the real point is to be able to look at the orders and type as fast as you can to get it correct. And he was telling a story of a teacher who was so heartwarmed that this kid didn't think he could do this one level. It had too many ingredients. It was too much typing. And the fact that he just stood up and went, oh, my God, I can't believe I just did it. Like on something like that. It's teaching them right away, like reinforcing if they did a good choice or not. So, yeah. yeah. Good. There's a lot of learning tools in video games, too. but Yeah, but we only focus on the violent ones. Mm-hmm. So, so if you were looking forward to that scholarship, Kentucky, sorry about it. Unless something changes between now and then. <laughs> You'll be all uh, right. You can still play at home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, PlayStation 5 finally has a, an official splash page for it. Um, you can mm-hmm. go to mm-hmm. PlayStation.com and Met with the PS5 is coming soon. Launched holiday 2020. And right now that's about all that's on the page since they still have yet to unveil any more goodies for us about the actual console coming? So we'll see it I guess in the go summertime. Stare at the I splash promise. screen. Put in your email hmm. if you want updates. I guess. <laughs> Let's see. Now this I just thought was cool. Okay. There is a fan created The Last of Us Two as if it were on the PlayStation One. I saw something about this, but I didn't see it. I watched it last night. It was kind of neat. This is now, I'll give credit to where credit is due. The YouTube channel, Barely Like a Bear, Barely Mm -hmm. Regal, posted a video game demake, as they call it, uh, created with Dreams, Early Access. God, I can't wait for this game. Stuff people are coming up with, I swear to God. So his video is only about six and a half minutes long, but it's only gameplay. So it was really cool to mm. see. Like they did like the first six or so minutes of the game with the zombies coming around with the faceless zombies, the 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 score, mm. the, the a whole thing. It was it was actually pretty neat. Um, and so I thumbed through their YouTube and saw that they also did a cyberpunk 1997. But it was just like a trailer or like a not a trailer, right. but a walkthrough of what your apartment would have looked like. So I guess we've seen that in 2077. So he demade it or she, I guess I don't really know who owns the channel. Um, and uh, they also did a Death Stranding trailer for PS1 nice. and then a little bit of gameplay for that, too. Oh, man. I just now I'm starting to wonder how many abandoned games we're going to start seeing get recreated and resurfaced with dreams, dude, because this is starting to oh, get yeah. exciting. Oh, yeah. I mean, the things people can do, it's just, it's mind-boggling to me because when I think about all the things I would love to do, right? but then I start, but again, I don't know how it works. I have not got to try it out. I haven't either. There are a lot of, yeah, but it sounds easy. I don't want to. They make I don't it wanna... seem easy, right? Which is yeah, a testament yeah, yeah, to yeah. them, I hope, and how talented they are, but. 
Right, and I don't, I don't want. I know game development is not easy, so I don't want to to make it sound like, oh, you, you know how to do. I don't know jack shit about it. I don't. Right. Okay, I just but like the end I'm, result. Yeah, I, I just, <laughs> I would really hope that anybody who had a great imagination could have this moment, take it, and just, mm-hmm. oh God, yeah, just. That's all I'm, I'm saying. I'm excited. I, I can't even. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited. I'm like, I don't think I would create with it, but I almost want to buy it just so I could play all the stuff everybody else does. Just uh, sure, put that yeah. out there. Like, I just want to play all the stuff you guys are creating. So keep it coming. It's been fun. I, I mean, you think about it that you have that market. It's one or the other. You can you can be the person who wants to create or you can mm-hmm. be the person who wants to consume. It works both ways. That's We need phenomenal. each other. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's coexist. Let's let's make this happen, man. I'm excited. I can't wait to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. X. Okay, so this is also really cool and kind of heartwarming in the whole thing. Um, so there is an Xbox adapter that lets people turn their powered wheelchairs into game controllers. I thought this was really cool. So this is coming out of like Able Gamers. If you are not familiar with them, that is a charity that does help make uh, video gaming more accessible to those with disabilities. Uh, They created this device. It's called the Freedom Wing Adapter. And this box connects to a powered wheelchair through its nine pin port. Uh, It uses your joystick that controls the wheelchair and now can also double as the video game controller. Um, It seems that this should work with any powered wheelchair device on the market currently. Um, and it was just really cool to watch because if you've learned how to o- operate your wheelchair, now you can video game. It was a pretty decent sized looking box that got put in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they, they had about four minutes of uh, some people actually using it and watching them play the video game. And it's just really, really, really awesome that there are people coming up with these things to help make game more accessible to those who all want to play, you know? Sure. Um, uh, the company's also partnered with organizations like Department of Veteran Affairs to pro- provide them with units also. Um, and some people have already hacked the device to get it to work with Nintendo Switches. So I think it was mostly like Xboxes and then Nintendo Switches. Um, and it currently right now retails for $99. I just thought it was really, really, really cool little thing. For sure. Gaming for everybody. Let's just keep Woo! it going. I'm, I'm excited about it. It was just really cool. You should look it up. It, it, it was a really fun little story to watch and just like to see how excited faces of these people who've been wanting to play for so long and then just now have the ability to. It was just, it's fantastic. Mm. Um, and I just want to shout out to Wales Interactive. I love you because I saw the trailer of The Complex. Um, which is a new interactive movie that they'll be coming out with, and I'm excited, and I just wanted to say that. So thank you. I love you. And they are they are pretty cool. They're I enjoy killing them. it, man. Yeah, they're killing it, man. I'm telling you, like they, they this publisher, man, they find some amazing developers. I tell you what. Um, you probably already know this. Resident Evil Two and Monster Hunter World crossover event is coming to PC. So all of you that have already oh, had it. Yeah. <laughs> So um, Iceborne arrived on PC last month, uh, which Mm -hmm. means it's a little behind the consoles, of course. Uh, Your handler can now appear as Mr. X. It's a reskin, though. I'm told the animations Mm -hmm. stay the same. Um, 
and you'll be able to wear the Leon and Claire armor sets and do quests that turn you into a zombie, along with a bunch of decorations and gestures that you can use with the event. Since you're bringing that up, I've got to mention this. They have an event mm-hmm. going on right now, which is like, I can't remember what they're calling it, the gratitude event or whatever the hell. And mm-hmm. all the handlers and the people, the the background characters, they're wearing alien-esque outfits. Like they've got little antennae, their hair's blue. Hmm. And even the handler, she has a book and it's more like a tablet now. So it's all digital and weird. And they change this. Like when they do this stuff, they automatically change your handler's outfit. So mm-hmm. when I went into cutscenes with very serious, serious moments, and she's wearing that outfit, I can't take her serious. I was like, <laughs> I've got to change you back because you're you're ruining this fit. this mood. Yeah, it just it didn't work. So I went back and changed her outfit because I was like, you're you're killing the mood right now. <laughs> it's like when your custom character in a cutscene happens, and you're like, this just doesn't fit anymore. But it's it hilarious. doesn't work anymore. <laughs> But the last quicket that I have is that Ubisoft is saying that it will release five AAA games by 2021. I saw that. We already know about three of them. We know about Mm -hmm. Watchdog Legions, Gods and Monsters, and Rainbow Six Siege Quarantine. But there's two now that we just haven't heard anything about. Uh, More info apparently might be dropping in May when the next financial announcement for investors takes place. Because apparently this is how we got leaked about these other two games. Somebody Mm -hmm. from a phone call. Uh, And and I'm not going to be able to say this guy's name right. Guemot. The CEO of Ubisoft, Guamont. I don't know. Yeah, that guy. guy. Seems lovely. Um, I just can't say his name. Uh, (laughs) Nothing bad about him. Uh, But he said that E3 is actually where it stands a good chance to debut the lineup. Mentioned concerning the next generations of consoles, which will be a great catalyst for the industry momentum in 2020. So I hope it's new IPs. But I don't. I don't. I would. I would go ahead and put money down. Assassin's Creed. Whatever new that's that, one of the that's got to be one of them. Yeah, apparently it has from to be. somebody who like I guess is good on verifying this stuff was like, sorry guys, Assassin's Creed and another Far Cry. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, I can believe that too. Uh, so I kind of hope that's not the case, because um, I could I just I don't know I want I want to see some new stuff I want to see some new stuff and maybe new, it's just new, because yeah. I never got into those two games where I'm just like ah come on. Ubisoft, there's got to be something you'll create that I want. Hmm. Just don't gravitate I mean, new, towards their games. Yeah, new new things would be good, but they're creatures of habit. They like pumping out what works, and those yeah. games have worked. So You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Hmm. But I just feel hmm. like the Far Cry ones, I haven't seen like anything that different other than i guess the graphics getting updated but i should be to be fair i've never really played through any of them but all the trailers and stuff that i see kind of like assassin's creed i don't really see a whole lot changing except for maybe setting from one to the next yeah i mean they're fun but i i didn't think i'd get into it but i gave i think the first one i tried was three and i think maybe it was free and i thought Mm -hmm. because i'm not I, i don't like first person shooters turn me off like don't get me yeah. wrong, I will play them, but the when I see that, immediately I'm, I'm just kind of like, eh, you know, but I will play them. I don't mind if it's an element. If it's the main mechanic is when I get bored, but if shooting is a mechanic, 
just an mm. element of it, then fine. Like Red Dead yeah. wasn't always having to shoot. You had a lot of other stuff to do. Sure. And I think what I liked most about Far Cry versus something like Doom, I mean, Doom was just balls to the wall, crazy shoot, boom, boom, boom. That was its purpose. With Far Cry, mm -hmm. I always found myself being a little bit more stealthy and close combat. So, you know, I'd crawl up to a to a facility or whatever that somebody had taken over, and I'd be like, stabby, stabby, choke, choke. You know, I sound like a yeah. serial killer right now, but I mean, that was, I didn't go in guns a blazing. It was always like, I'm going to take you all down slowly. Shh. And I like that. Approach it stealthy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't have patience for stealth that long. I always start off like that meme, you know, mm -hmm. where you start off all nice and quiet. And by the end of it, you're just running in like guns blazing. Like, all right, I'm ready to be finished with this level. I'm just going to shoot you all now. That's that's 100% me. <laughs> right. I like stealth when I'm not going to be punished for not doing stealth. You know, if I can be stealthy, I love being stealthy. But mm -hmm. if it doesn't work out, okay, I still have an option to, you know, get myself out of the situation. When they, they're just like, you got to be stealthy. You got, you have to. And it's like, well, yeah. you're not making it easy here, damn it. So <laughs> well, that's duh. when I and get And then you frustrated. accidentally knock over a pot from a table. Yeah. <laughs> that's the kind of stealth I hate. I like it when I can do it on my terms. When I can be stealthy on my own and I can do uh -huh. it my way, fine. But yeah, that... You failed because you weren't stealthy. Well, up yours, man. <laughs> you try walking through here with nobody noticing you. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Ready for some truth or trash? Shoot. I have one. Okay. So, can't really find a lot of rumors anymore. People keep it tight-lipped or I just keep letting them off and quick it. So, I should just stop eh. doing that. Uh, <laughs> but... So, with speculations that have been running around about the new Batman series from WB, from the WB mm. Games Division, True. have it on good authority that the next series of Arkham Games will be a continuation of the series, but featuring Bruce Wayne's son and not Bruce Wayne as the protagonist. Ooh. Now, this intrigues me. Mm -hmm. Only if, only if. We're talking about not making him Batman. If we're going to be focused okay. on Damien as Robin, then I'm in. Okay. But if he's but if he's going to be Batman, then it's not going to be unique. It's just because Batman Damien with is a different name. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh, well, race. I'm Damien Wayne and I grew up and now I'm Batman. No, 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 dude. You're owning the Robin right now. That's, that's what I love about that character. He owns that like mm -hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna nerd out for a moment and i'm gonna just please indulge me for a moment when you think of robin what do you what like what's the first thing that pops into your mind sidekick but what, what kind of person what kind of person do you consider robin oh like as far as physical attributes or just personality like like when you think I robin see it more as like i guess the the witty jokester sidekick but also comes through in a pinch you know like we need him still because his sets of skills complement the other one mm -hmm. and then of course the red and green and tights and the yellow belt and the, you know sure that okay. all comes to mind well, too the old school look of robin i guess Okay. I pretend Chris well, O'Donnell's version didn't happen. 
yeah, there's that. That's, there's a lot of people that do that. Um, <laughs> so the beauty of Damien is he is almost like the anti-Robin that everybody knows. Okay, because throughout the year, I mean, there have been so many people who've taken on the mantle of Robin. You had Tim mm-hmm. or, or, or Dick Grayson is the guy that you're thinking of. He's the original Robin. He's the fun. Okay. I'm holy whatever from the Burt Ward and Adam West. Bazinga! Wow. Yeah, so <laughs> that's what people think. That's the Robin yeah. that's in, ingrained in their head because that's the guy. And then they tried an edgier version with Jason Todd, who was the second Robin, and then Joker beat the living piss out of him, which was fan-demanded, by the way. Keep that in mind, because oh, no bad. one liked him. Yeah, no one liked Aww. him. It was like, screw this arrogant little prick. Then we got a third Robin out of Tim Drake, and he was he was a good, you know, he he brought back some of that fun-loving, I'm, you know, I'm mm-hmm. Robin, yeah, a little edgier, you know, for the 90s and whatnot, but he was still kind of a fun-loving character. So he was like the Robin that you want Robin to be, like the mm-hmm. epitome of it, so to speak. Then we get Damien. Damien is legitimately Bruce Wayne's son. So now he's fitting that role of being what everyone considers Robin to be. It's like his, it's supposed to be like his kid. So now mm-hmm. this is his kid. But this kid was trained by assassins from his childhood. Oh. He is deadly. He is arrogant, but in a he's not Jason Todd arrogant, which is really weird. It, it, he's just like sure that he can do it and he can. Yeah. That's the beauty of this Robin is like I will mess you up. And they're just like, "But you're a kid." He's like, "Yeah, but I was a kid trained by assassins. I will mess you up." And he will. My childhood was better than yours. All right? <laughs> yeah. So when you think of Damien in this situation, absolutely. I there's I'm not going to sit there and think there's no way Robin could do. No. That actually sounds fun. Yeah. yeah, this kid will mess them up and he won't have any qualms about taking a life about it because it's like, this is what I do. Oh, he got rid of you the know? guilt, eh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Bruce has tried to rein him back in. He's like, dude, you've got to be. I kid. raised you. No. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 <laughs> no, no. You? no. You don't seem to understand. This is who I am. You're going to have to mm-hmm. get over it. So it, it's, a, it's an interesting dichotomy because he's not the Robin everybody knows. So Right. Yeah, I wouldn't have known that. I'm going to say I want it to be true, so true. So true? Okay, I got to mm. keep track. I'll give it a true in hopes of it being true because that would change the game in a way. You could still use similar aesthetics and similar you know, uh, play styles, but you can also change it up to be more suited to Robin. And since he's a smaller version of batman mm-hmm. so to speak since he's a kid that that shifts the dynamic completely because he can be faster he can be more agile he can do things that batman can't do so that, that yeah i want it to be true well i hope it is for you i can't reveal mm-hmm. anything okay. <laughs> uh no weird news all y'all were too freaking okay. normal this week so Boo. nothing fun or I'd buy that for a dollar. I was having a rough but time of it, man. Sometimes you just can't find anything. So, I mean, I'm not going to fault Nothing you Nothing that it. I felt like was even worth bringing up. You know what I mean? I'm like, that's sure. not interesting or cool or whatever. I mean. But I have a, I'm holding out hope that this week's really weird. Okay. Good. 
I mean, when when you've got when you when you see stuff that's just like, hey, it's a mug and it's got Mario on it, it's like, yeah, but, eh. but you want if you want to find Nintendo something, trope, okay? Yeah, we want we want interesting stuff to buy, like really out there kind of stuff. So that's the beauty of that segment is finding really really oddball stuff to really make you think. Do I really want that? Yeah. Do I really want it? It's like I might have a cup, but do I have a cup with that lights up and does things and just I don't speaks to Siri and backs my car up. I mean, really, Mm -hmm. let's put it in the right slot. But uh, it is time for name that game. Woo! All right. This first game. Mm-hmm. If you are ready. Okay. This is a short kinetic novel about a simple guy named Andrew who knew no troubles until he found a strange box under his door. This event will change his life forever. You will go on a strange, miserable journey with Andrew to uncover the secret of Dung Box. It's a real trash with black humor and a badass story. This game will end sooner than you'll get bored. Very dirty jokes with an eccentric visual style and unforgettable voiceovers. Memes, Easter eggs, and a crazy ending. Easy achievements for everyone, if you're willing to reach the end of this story. (laughs) Is this game A. Dung Box Secrets B. Andrew's Garbage C. Trash Story D. The Journey of File 13 Hmm The Dung Box Now that last one Yeah I mean that last one Is way out there in left field Which Which could lend itself to be that But then The Dung Box thing just sounds so on the nose Hmm. It's hard to How not about, give away. Like, yeah, it's, I'm like trying to keep neutral. Like, mm-hmm, yeah, no, that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, D. D. I'm gonna go D. The journey of file thirteen. Yeah. The answer is C. Trash story. Trash story. That is so trashy. That's garbage mm. for games. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm waiting for All the right. dumpster fire to end. Yeah. The Do you one ever, like, watch I... the trailers? To the ones Do I ever that watch did? what? Did you watch, like, a lot of the trailers for the Name That Games that you did? D- sometimes. If it really, really caught my eye to, like, this sounds so bizarre, I've got to see this, I would, mm-hmm. but not all the time. I've now become quite addicted to watching the trailers to see how much <laughs> it lines up with what they say the game is about. And uh, mm. I can see the connection sometimes. Yeah, there there are times that I would see a, a name of a game and I'd be like, huh, I wonder what this is. And I would look it up and then I would be greeted to boobs. And I was like, oh, this is not what There's I There's a lot of hentai games. Mm. There's like a and lot. And they don't. There, there are some that keep it hidden and others that do not. So I was like, no. all right, well. Nope. 
You could pretty much go to Steam and hit lowest price and be met with about 35, 49 cent hentai games right now. <laughs> and there's more coming Good soon. Steam. <laughs> All right, your next game. Hmm? A weird thing happened. And I mean, really weird. This is the first game ever developed and published by Comtrast. It Com- takes inspiration. <laughs> I've never heard of them before either. Okay. But apparently that's really weird that they've never okay. done this before. And it takes inspiration from old DOS games, arts, and adds a modem gameplay feel to offer a very unique experience. In this game, you have to overcome a series of levels that gets progressively harder in order to find basically what's going on. At least that's what's supposed to be written here, right? Mm-hmm. After all, this is a hardcore puzzle platformer where you have to overcome a series of challenging levels in order to find the answers that you are looking for. That's what I was supposed to say, right? Is this game? Okay. <laughs> sure I'm so confused. The game is. I, it, yeah. Um, I had to read it about four times. Still not sure even now that I've just said it that I know what's going on. Uh, but is this game... Zzz, B... C, sigh, or D, shh. I'm sorry, I had to do it. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm uh, really whew, it could be all right. At this point. Um, I'm gonna go with um, A, A, and the answer is. Woo! I'm wondering if it was supposed to be like for sleeping, like Z Z Z Z. Mm. Or it could be like that other game. <laughs> that one too. I'm sure that game exists. Yeah. Actually, it yeah. does. <laughs> it looked like um they were just kind of like hand drawing with word paint, and then like a word would pop up or something for their novel. Okay. Sure. <laughs> I didn't bother finishing that whole trailer. I went, oh, I get it. Okay, that's good yeah, idea. I get cool. it. It, it. It's fine. It's fine. So I have one more game. I actually did three. I'm going to try to keep it nice and even for you. All right. So you have a chance to win or lose, you know. So we're one and one. Mm-hmm. You are in a jungle. Your way is locked. You started searching the key. You finally find the key, but can't return to the locked area since you forgot the way, since you got the key. Yes, this is because you are in a maze. In this game, you will be playing as Happy Singh, a cute Punjabi guy who loves to run and jump. His truck is broken in the middle of the jungle. A jungle where angry monkeys are waiting to beat you up and deadly cacti that can send you spinning. The game will appeal to those gamers whose desire to play something like Mario on PC. Each level of Super Happy Sing is a 3D maze with locked areas. You win the game when you find each level with Super Happy Sing. Jesus Christ. In this 3D maze with locked areas, you will win the game when you finally unlock the gold lock. But the keys are hidden deep inside the jungle, protected by monkeys. Run as fast as you can. Jump over obstacles and find the keys and beat the game. All right, then. I feel like it all just happens in a maze. In a circle. Mm. (laughs) All right. So is this game A, Super Punjabi Sings? B, 
Super Jungle Monkey, C, oh my Super God. Happy Sings, or D, George of the Jungle Maze. Just thought I'd throw in a freebie for you. Mm. There were bananas. You know, you know, I don't want it to be <laughs> B, but I've got this feeling it's B because that sounds Super horrible. Super Jungle Monkey, doesn't it? Then? Yeah, because that sounds terrible. <laughs> I left out a lot of stuff in the description because of like how bad actually it started to get. Mm. Um, so B is your guess. And the answer is C, super happy saying I'm the terrible. Okay. Okay. Well. <laughs> if you would have read I mean, the rest you, of it, I would have been like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm surprised it's not if you had to omit things because, oh my God. Yeah. Okay. I actually wanted to try to find a way to make a play on Donkey Kong with the monkey, and I just couldn't figure out a clever, cute way to do it without it just like, you know, because when you were watching, I'm like, it's kind of like they ripped all of that off. Mm. But the words don't rhyme. All right. Time for some release dates. Woo. All right. Some games that are coming to you this week, uh, starting on February 11th. You can get Mosaic for PS4, Metro Exodus Sam Story for PS4, Xbox One, and PC, Yakuza 3 and Yakuza 5 Remastered for PS4, The Unicorn Princess for PS4, don't know what that is, mm-hmm. AO Tennis 2 for PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch, Dead Cells The Bad Seed DLC, which looks really cool mm-hmm. by the way. Uh, for PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. I think this is their first DLC ever for that game. I think so. It's good to see it's still being uh, worked on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also get Under Hero for PS4, Glass Masquerade 2 Illusions, PS4, The Adventures of O.O. Dilly for PS4, Pawarumi. All in caps. All right. Uh, that's for PS4 and Project Starship for PS4. Read Remastered for PS4. Cosmonata. What? <laughs> Cosmonata? Cosmonata. Sure, let's run with that. C O S M O N A U T A for Nintendo Switch. Thief Town for Nintendo Switch. And Starcrossed and Space Exodus for PC. Then on February 12th, we have Super Mega Space Blaster Special Turbo for Xbox hey, One. Balls was that hard to say. Getting, I know. Getting close. Rip us off here, man. I probably almost said Super <clears throat> Mega Crash Brothers Turbo just like as a habit and had to stop mm-hmm. myself for Space Blaster Special. It's a mouthful. Um, go play that, I guess, if you want. Um, Outbreak Epidemic coming out for Xbox One. The Adventures of O.O. Dilly for PC and Veritas on PC. Then on February 13th, you can get Azure Lane Crossway for PS4 and PC. Hidden for PS4. Darksiders Genesis for Xbox One. And the rest is all for Nintendo Switch. So on Nintendo Switch on the 13th, you can get Ride of Insanity. Fire Emblem Three Houses Side Story, Sindrid Shadows, Under Hero, Glass Masquerade 2 Illusions, Goblin Sword, Super Loop Drive, and Florence, which is also for PC. 
Hmm. And then on Love Day for February Woo. 14th, the day has come for dreams on PS4. There we go. So we've been waiting for that. February 14th mm-hmm. is the day. Darksiders Genesis releases for PS4 and Nintendo Switch. Warriors Orochi 4 Ultimate for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Space mm-hmm. Land for PS4 and Xbox One. Under Hero for Xbox One. I don't know why these games have to have different console release I, days. Glass I Masquerade no 2. <clears throat> I know. Like I feel like consoles one day, PC one day, but what do I know? Yeah. Uh, but Glass Masquerade 2 Illusions for Xbox One. Speedway Racing for Nintendo Switch. Read Remastered for uh, Nintendo Switch. The Incredible Adventure of Super Panda for the Switch. Kitty Maestro for the Switch. And Street Fighter V Champion Edition for the PC. And then on February 15th, Evergate for PC. And that's the only game that I gave a crap to report about on the 15th. So go (laughs) buy that on the 15th. And then it looks like more games that we'll be releasing next week we'll talk about. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, go get Evergate. Go, go get, get Evergate. And also join their Discord. They're awesome. Yeah. So we should we should do a review of Evergate uh, next week. I'd love so to have him back do. on, actually. See yeah, how the last yeah. year's journey has made it out for him. I should, mm-hmm. uh, I should hit them up. I'm putting you on the spot now since you called me out on Twitter to speed run your game. I'm calling you out now to come back on the show. Stone Lantern <laughs> Games, how do you like me now? That's right, people. Listen. If you if you it. have not listened to our interview with Stone Lantern Games, go look it up. It's it's yeah. uh, one of our uh, we did that last year, early last I year. So. I think so. Like right after the last packs we went to, I want to say. Hmm. So yeah, go check that out and hear their wonderful story. They're great people. They really are. Love them to death. They're really a lovely, lovely bunch. Hmm. Uh, but as far as that, we could move on to our headliner of the show. I thought it would be fun. Okay. In spirit of the love happening for February 14th. And I know there's mm-hmm. some of you out there that like enjoy that as a holiday. That we might talk about some fun things. Maybe there was a crush on a video game character growing up that you remember. Or maybe there was just some romantic story that happened in a game that just touched your heart. And I thought we could just have a discussion back and forth on our own romantic, lovely experiences with video games and, and see what okay. we come up with. And we would love to hear yours at home, too. So when you see the going uh, that it's been released on the tweet, come back and tell us your favorite crush or a romantic story on the video game. And let's 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 talk all things love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> so first one I had. Okay. It's just probably the same crush that every woman my age who plays video games probably had a crush on. And that's, well, two. The second one, though, will just make sense for me in a moment. But Nathan Drake, I mean, come sure. on. He's tall mm-hmm. and he's handsome. And he goes after the treasure and he would like fight for you. Look at how he is with Elena. Mm-hmm. They're really freaking sweet and they play games together. I mean, come on. They play games yeah, yeah. together in the fourth one. Like, that's amazing. And I just thought those two were super duper adorable together. And now that I know that they're, like, living their life together and possibility of 
maybe get to know their kid, maybe in future games, if, if, if we're to believe that maybe another Uncharted would actually happen, just maybe not with Nathan Drake. But, oh hey, Nolan's willing to come back. He said it. He, he wants is. to do Nathan Drake again. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm I'd down with, for it. Yeah, I think with his push, it would make it happen. Whether or not he's playable or not, the fact that he would just I, that would be, be irrelevant it, to me. He could be the Sully of of the the game. <gasps> That's true. And think we could about get it. More of his lovely, handsome goodness. That's right. And I'm okay with that. Just, Even his voice is very nice to listen to. It is. It's just wonderful. So I'm probably like I can't be alone <laughs> in that. Ladies and gents out there, Nathan Drake was a pretty was a pretty good get I think for a protagonist. Not a bad sure. butt to stare at the whole time, too, especially since he has to climb everything. I mean, come on. Mm. I mean, I can't speak to that, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a nice ass, you know. Really, rock hard, you know. You can just mm. All that rock climbing he does, everything, you know. Anyway, before we go to just like the lusty sludge part of this right here, <laughs> but I did. I had a huge crush on him playing the game and I always thought it was extremely fun to go through all the adventures with him and then of course when we wrapped up in the fourth one spoilers whatever it's been out a while if you guys don't know um with those two we're just it was quite lovely mm-hmm. it was quite lovely playing games together and joking around with each other it was sweet it was sweet I smiled <laughs> I'm with you I think that was one of the that was definitely one of the first ones that came to mind when it came to video game relationships, uh, mm-hmm. something that just really worked on such a level because you can't you can't look at Mario and Peach like that. We don't really have yeah. any connection other than well, he saves the princess. Okay, yeah, but what else is there? They just. They, we don't. We see might it. have filled in gaps with <clears throat> animation or. Um, like Mario cartoons. That's the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. But even, <laughs> like they yeah, but there, even but there, the it's it's vague. I mean, they never really seem to be together. So it's hard to, to it's buy that like as a relationship. It's like an understood. Yeah. Like she gets caught. Mario's the one to save her. And that's that. Like, it's just a, it's a weird. <laughs> I mean, you could honestly buy Luigi and Daisy more than you could Mario and Peach, which is really weird. But just saying, because they've seen, I've seen, I've seen certain things in the games, like they put in the games where you actually see them together. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like, okay, so they seem like they're together versus these two who don't yeah. really like the occasional peck on the cheek and it's like, oh, I baked you, baked you a cake because that's what women do. Right. Thing. Wow. But anyway, <laughs> um, so I was trying to think on, I guess, you kind of mentioned video game crushes and things like that. Now, mm-hmm. in certain video games, you have, not all games, but certain games, there are games where you have to woo a woman. You have to mm-hmm. start a relationship. And I guess the way to do it is in some ways difficult, you know, to yes, really think be, that this is, the, this is the way to do it, you know. Uh-huh. Um, but one, one game that came to mind that I always found fascinating and for whatever reason, I was always drawn to one type of woman, um, was Harvest Moon. Harvest Moon is a, is like a farming simulator. 
Uh, you yeah. get inherit a farm, you got to build it up, and then eventually you got to build your life. And in the town, you have potential suitoresses, I guess that's what you'd call it. I, I don't know the term. You're sewing something, right? Yeah. Women that you can woo and and get into (laughs) a relationship with. The wooables. The wooables. And (laughs) there always seems to be, like, you've got this super sweet, super, oh, gosh. And she'll, like, instantly fall in love with you, you know, for every Mm -hmm. sweet thing that you do. Then you've got the one who, maybe you've got a... To, to work a little bit, but you were with, with because you're a farmer, you're a hard worker, and she's like, oh, I love that about you, and you're just so great. Then you've got the one who's a bitch from, like, day one. It's like, come, and she's like, what do you want? It's like, I'm just talking to you, gosh. And she's like, well, just leave me alone. And he's like, oh, fine, gosh, I don't know what I did. But I was always drawn to that. <laughs> it was like that <laughs> challenge. The one that's tough, yep. I was like, okay. I'm going to break you. And it's not like it was some machoismic <laughs> thing for me. Like, I I am a man and you're going to love me. It was just like, clearly there's something deeper going on here. You know, the yeah. woman who just instantly falls in love with you, that doesn't interest me. I want this one over here. Who, challenge. Who's, yeah, who's putting up a shell. She's got a deeper story, and I want to know what that story is. So I'm going to work my ass off, and I'm going to I'm gonna figure this girl out. And I'm going to figure out what makes her tick, because she intrigues me for pushing me mm-hmm. away. And I'm just like, all right. So I was always, I guess it's more of a broad thing, but I, was, I always crushed on these these women with hard outer shells, because I wanted to know why. You were pushing me away instantaneously. More interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I would have to work to get this woman to be like, because you could bring her something, bring her a flower or whatever they, they tell you to do. And she'd just be like, thanks. It's just very cold. And we're like, okay, I'll come back tomorrow. But eventually <laughs> you'd find things and she'd be like, all right, well, you're, you're, you're all right. You know, and then once you once you finally get that <laughs> that uh, moment of of gratification, it's like yes, yes, I'm in. She said I'm okay. <laughs> Did it? I, I can just work for another year and I'll have her. <laughs> <laughs> We're so close. <laughs> yeah, so close. But yeah, that always intrigued me. I always liked the women who who would not just swoon the moment you came into town and were like, here's a flower. I'm mm-hmm. yours. Because there would be those women who'd be like, oh, you're so sweet. Oh my gosh, right. you're so sweet. I don't know. I don't know what it was about those hard-to-reach women. It just it was more interesting to me. I could see that. You were hoping maybe they'd have like a more interesting story too once you finally opened a up. Because usually yeah. if you can open the door for wooing you start to get more story mm-hmm. yeah you so know. i open crush to these hard to reach women because i always found them more interesting overall because to me mm-hmm. like you said there, there's got to be more to it than that she's not just cutting me out and being cold for no reason there's got to be more to her story and i want to know what that story is i'm interested in you for all you know <laughs> It was another date that went wrong. You got to know why so I can avoid exactly. it. No, I think exactly. that's that's fun. Mm-hmm. That's uh, kind of like how my my next little story will go for this. I, I didn't go the crush angle this time. Kind of. Okay. But if you've ever played Dragon Age Origins, which mm-hmm. was the 
same thing where this was the first game I think I played where you could woo a good variety of amount of people. And -hmm. it was the first time I remember playing a game where I could woo man, woman, elf. Like it it just, it didn't matter. Like there was something in it for everyone. Mm -hmm. But I will say (laughs) that I did kind of still gravitate toward Alistair. Maybe I'm just like your basic woman after all, you know, Uh, but he was funny. He had Mm -hmm. like the prestige of being, you know, the next in line to be a king. And he's also was one of the ones that had kind of the harder good endings to get because with most of them you could get. It could go either way. You're either together or you have to break up for whatever reason. And that also depends on what class you decided to start to play, too. Because if you play as a human, you'll probably, well, depending on if you play your cards, right? You get the good ending with Alistair where you can be his queen and do all this. But if you're like a mage or anything other than human, he's going to tell you no in the end. Because Mm -hmm. his status in life wouldn't allow him to be married to an elf or a dwarf or any other class other than human. And I Mm. had to learn that the hard way because the first time I played a mage that was not a human and we were in love, I tell you, we were in love (laughs) and he wouldn't, he wouldn't propose to me. (sighs) I was very broken up because the game's very long, mind you. (laughs) So when you play the whole game out for somebody just to be at the end, be like, wait a minute. But I built you up, man. Um, but I did, of course, go back and play as a human. And we're desperately in love still to this day, I'm sure, on that save game. But <laughs> um, but my other favorite one in that was Morrigan. It was fun to woo her also because probably one you might like then, Steven, because she had a lot of layers. She mm-hmm. had, like, intentions and purposes and things that she, like, she had angles that she was working here. Whether you thought it was for good or bad is your own moral dilemma that you've mm-hmm. got to settle in your own head. Um, but, yeah, she was very strong-willed, uh, powerful. She was magic. Come on, magic? I always, you don't get to be magic in real life. So that's definitely where I'm going to go. Sure. But... It, depending on how you played the story, it could be quite sweet. And um, she was one of the only ones who finally got their DLC too, so we got to flesh out her character a little bit more, which is probably why I had more of a crush on our relationship moving forwards because I got to actually see a little bit more of what happened to her after the quote unquote main game ended. Right, right. They were supposed to do a series of those. I'm a little sad it didn't happen, but yeah. Well, it's who does that? EA. Is that an EA mm, game? Good point. So <laughs> it explains yeah. it. They got they got other things they're more focused on right now. Like it's they true. couldn't monetize that with the well. Uh, they probably they still could. charge they like five bucks for it. So. They can still find a way. But yeah, <laughs> there's Alice no gambling. My mechanics. boy for life. Oh, that's so, true. <laughs> yeah, it was pre all of that. I think this game came mm. out, so it was before all this stuff started to happen. But right, right. Well, uh, kind of, I mean, while we're on the subject of complicated women, um, I'd say another one. <laughs> in a good that, way. Yeah, in a, in a, in a way. Uh, another game that kind of came about when it came to complicated relationships and trying to understand where my heart lie. Um, Yennefer in The Witcher. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She always had my heart over Triss. 
and I I it was it was really interesting because they fleshed these characters out in such a way that I guess from from certain standpoints I could see myself with someone like Triss like it's not outside the realm of possibility but I was always drawn to Yennefer you know so maybe I've just got a thing for lilac and gooseberries. Who knows? But <laughs> she she just, she always, and I knew she was complicated. I knew she had those things that would make her uh, morally questionable in a way. Because she would oh, make sure. decisions and you'd be like, just, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? But at the end of the day, that's where my heart lies. I could not help yeah, it. Like, you know? I love you. Yeah. Hey, you're so, loving her for all her faults too, and that's, that's right. what true love is. It's the complication of the woman, and that's that's what I I love you for the for for all that. So yeah, got to take it all, man. You so take it all in. yeah, the good, the bad. That's it. I'm actually with you on that. I was always Team Yana for myself. Hmm. Like when the big question, you know, that the, those are always like the big three, right? Yana yeah. for Tris pineapple on pizza you know like those are Mm -hmm. just questions that will be asked from here to eternity sure 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 all right i don't know how many more you had well the the nathan drake thing was kind of my third one so well i guess it would be elena but i mean i'm still i'm still kind of running through my head so keep going keep going that's fair well because you mentioned harvest moon Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to go off script for this because you just reminded me of another crush that I've always had that people always fought me on. Mm-hmm. And it was when I played Stardew Valley and oh. I chose to marry Alex. And I, I got this. no end of grief <laughs> for marrying the complicated jock. Okay. He was, he did have an attitude, but there was something about him that just, I was like, out of all of my possible suitors, it's this guy. He's mm-hmm. got, like you, there's something else going on there. Why is he living with his grandparents? What's yeah. the real story that's happening here? Why, you know, he's he's into sports and he keeps himself kind of hidden. And, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I married his ass and I'm not sad about it. What's he got to open <laughs> up? Like, there was a story there. He's lived a rough life, man. And the fact that he could still love... It's just, it's a beautiful thing. I was the only one who could crack that. You know that, right? That's right. You like, cracked that he egg. He would have never loved again. And, and you. I, and I cracked the code. <laughs> you did it. You made with, him love. gifts of, of driftwood and freaking flowers and whatever the hell else I picked up off the ground. I gifted the crap out of him until I wooed him. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're all like married and junk, but I refuse to have kids. So we're living quite the perfect life actually on Stardew Valley. Right, right, right. <laughs> and it's, it's funny. Yeah. It's funny what you just mentioned because I was trying to remember what I listened to. I heard something this week and I feel like it was on that podcast, How Did This Get Played? Where they were talking yeah. about relationships and games where it, it really seems like the idea of trying to create a relationship in most video games is dependent on giving gifts. Like, here, you take this. Do you like yeah. me now? Here, take this. Do you like mm-hmm. me now? And there does seem to be this disconnect on how do you do that in video games. Now, some are a little bit more fleshed out because I don't remember 
giving gifts to Yennefer at all. It was just, you know, kind of being with her, siding with her, you know. Right. That seemed to be more. It's all dialogue options. Right. So to me, that seems to make more sense uh, if you're trying to build a relationship in a games versus here, here's a gift. Now, if you give them a gift randomly, you know, that maybe something you can do to kind of boost that. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. you want to give a gift yeah. to your to your significant just because you love oh, them. Yeah. Why not? So I don't think it's a, a bad thing, but yeah, to comp to not complicate it, but uh, build on like it. Spam in a, gifts. <laughs> yeah, don't just spam gifts because that's just kind of so it becomes material at that point, and it's I don't see a good relationship like that. She's just using to me for my fair, flowers and my sticks. I, I if I re- it's been a bit since I played Stardew, but I think you could only give them like one or two a day. Hmm. But, like, a lot of them, you'd have to choose the right gift because sometimes you would give them a gift and they'd be like, why are you giving me this? Like, they would sh- you straight up feedback of, <laughs> this was the stupidest thing you could have given me. Why are you, you know? Yeah. And then when I, you get a nice one, they're like, oh, hey, thanks. I love thanks. it. Or whatever. So mm. I did make sure to meet him outside of grandma's house once a day to give him, like, his favorite fruit or whatever it was at the time that he wanted. And... Finally, he would start engaging me in real conversation, and then we just built from there. And that's and it was lovely. That's, that's what we matters. Have a nice house, mm-hmm. and a good farm. That's good. It's that's, it's it's, it's it wholesome. really turned out well, for sure. It really turned out well. So all of you Alex haters, he's really lovely deep down. You've just got to be willing to crack through just a little bit, and 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 his love could be yours too in your Stardew Valley. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. I, I'm I'm sitting here thinking of other relationships, and I know I've done this in other games, but I'm I'm drawing a blank. It's like, kind of hard when you were like forced to sit down and think about it because you're when it happens in games, you're not really thinking about it. You're just like, oh, a romantic element, cool. Yeah, I'm I'm in and it, and then I don't necessarily know? file it away. But 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 I do kind of kind of what I was mentioning is we do find ourselves invested in it because we make mm-hmm. that choice. So we're just like that's that's the woman or the man that I want, and that's what mm-hmm. I'm gonna zoom in on. So we do consciously make a choice because whatever it is about them intrigues us, and I think those are the more fun crushes in games versus yeah like you mentioned it off you know a few days ago uh off the pod about the possibility that uh, my first crush would be Lara Croft and I yeah. didn't have any connection to her whatsoever and even when she did show up on my radar I was just like ah okay well, I, I feel just, like that was the most common answer from men gamers that I grew sure. up with. And it might just be like our generation mm-hmm. type thing, because probably people these days think of Lara Croft as the brand new games, which were great. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when she first surfaced, she was like the one of the first women protagonists. And of course, very, very mm-hmm. top heavy. So, mm-hmm. you know, it made the rounds. The guys were like, ooh, you know, <laughs> like, what is this new thing? You know, so I always just, I guess... Maybe it's sexist of me to just assume as a straight but, male that your first answer was going to be Lara Croft to me. <laughs> and and I mean, I don't think it's that far-fetched to believe either. I mean, I honestly mm-hmm. started to think, I was like, did I actually have a character in a video game that I would say that I, I crushed on? Because I could tell you, yeah, maybe in a, in a comic book or something, Mary Jane Watson from Spider-Man, whew, 
That was a crush yeah. for me. Because, you know, I didn't have a thing for redheads. And then she came along and was like, I'm thinking about redheads, boy. Redheads are on smoking. the list now. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> but in video games, I'm sure there's one that's come across. And I was just like, whoa, whoa, you know, something. But mm-hmm. you think about it and it, it comes from a lustful place. Because most video game protagonists mm-hmm. or antagonists, either way, the, what what do they look like? Most of them are scantily clad, big boob, you know, got to be the mm-hmm. perfect. Or even and, on the other side, the men are usually very muscular and mm-hmm. built and tall and yeah. So I don't feel like it comes from anything like, whoa, she just kind of caught me off guard. It's more like, look at my bosom. And <laughs> we're like, yep, you've got one just like all the others. <laughs> so maybe that's why my brain never connected to a particular woman in video games. Like, that's my crush. Because, oh my God, she's got something that no other woman has. They all have the same thing. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know if we like mentioned it as the playable character, too. Because outside of Nathan Drake, mm-hmm. we were always more intrigued by the NPCs, if you will, or those kinds of things, which is interesting, too, because I wasn't sure if we were going to have like where we were crushing on the protagonist the whole time or who the protagonist we as the player choose to go after. Right. From one of those. Which I mean, I almost it makes sense because that's where you as the player, you're investing your time in instead of just constantly like me, just staring at Nathan's butt the whole time, you know. (laughs) Right, right. It's how it is. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I know, I know somewhere that I there's been a video game character that I've looked at and been like, huh, you know, like I'm nice. I'm kind of like I want to see this person again. Let's let's go back, let's go back. Mm-hmm. But I, my brain has just I hate to say shoved her aside somewhere. <laughs> it's all good. Um, like, yeah. I will just give honorable mentions to one other one though. Mm-hmm. John and Abigail Marston from the first Red Dead. Yeah. Only because, like, was it a perfect re- relationship or anything like that? Oh, no. Hell no. Mm-hmm. But, and it may not have even been the most romantic, but if you really paid attention to how they interacted with each other during, like, the cut scenes and he'd put his hands on her shoulders or, you know, she would yell at him, sure. But at the end of the day, it was always like they, they came together, they worked on their farm, he promised he was going to give up the life to be with mm-hmm. her. Eh, we know how that turned out, but he still right. was doing all of that. <laughs> he was going to be a farmer. He stayed vigilant and did not cheat on her. No, he did not. So that's kind of like a close to probably what like a real life relationship is. They're both extremely flawed humans, that, but they love each other through thick and thin, regardless of what it is. And they're always going to come home for dinner and mm-hmm. be with each other. And it was quite sweet. For sure. So, yeah, yeah. I can agree with that. Unless you've got a, another romance or a crush, I think that might be our show. I think that's it. I, I can think of no others, and I'm sure there's something else out there I'm forgetting. But As soon as we're uh, done, we'll come probably to me think of it. Fight. Like, gosh, dang it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that one. So, dang it. No, I'm good. But, yeah. But, yeah, guys, uh, as soon as you see the tweet that this show is up and you've listened to it, come back and tell us who your video game crush or romantic story that just kind of got to you that you would like to mention and discuss with us. Because maybe it's one we hadn't thought of, or maybe you'll finally jog Steven's memory on which one it was that he was trying to think of just a moment ago. (laughs) You could be helping us all out. 
Who knows? Uh, but yeah, that's our show. So hit us up sometime on Twitter at Super Mega Crash. You can also send us an email at supermegacrash at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram to view the weekly icon art that Stephen put so much time and love into. You can support the show by liking and leaving reviews on your preferred platform and even going to patreon.com forward slash pencil and paper productions to support the show. Tell can your I, friends to I? find us. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I just wanted to throw this out real quick. Um, we have... It's very small right now, but we're I'm I'm working on some things. Teespring.com. Go there, look for Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. We have a very small selection of t-shirts that you can you can get right now that are based on our characters. We've got Super Mega Crash Brothers t-shirts. We've got uh, a Steven t-shirt, a Lace t-shirt, and even a Todd t-shirt. Um, they're out there if you want to go give them a look. If we get interest there, I will create more. Uh, mm-hmm. They're very unique in their ways of what they are they're at the moment. They're created by you, yeah. So they're not just simple, you know, avatar um, mm-hmm. designs. But if you'd like to give them a look, I, I would prefer to get everything up on Teespring because right now we're kind of at Redbubble and I kind of let that die because I don't like their practices the more and more mm-hmm. I'm working with them. But if you'll give that a look, if you want to go give it a look, Please, yeah. by all means, go go over there and. I forgot you sent me those. They are super cute, guys. Go check them mm-hmm. out. Yeah, they're they're really cool. So that's another uh, fantastic way to support the show as well. If you check out there on Teespring and uh, decide to lovingly display our logo or said character with pride out in the real world, be our billboard. That'd mm-hmm. be fantastic. <laughs> but you can also tell your friends to find us on the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network, which you can find on Apple Podcast, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and even YouTube.com forward slash Pencil and Paper Productions. Thank you so much for listening. I am Lacia Finley. And I am Stephen White. And join us again next time, Super Mega Crash Siblings. But until then, game on. This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.